Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We're so honored to come across your broadcast and go wherever you may be and thank God for you. Thank God that you're taking the time to hop into God's word and talk about PTSD and those other hurts that we may be experiencing. So many have been through so much. And I was sitting down this morning, Stephanie Wesco, who's with me today. Praise God. Let's hear those heavenly harps. <laughs> Wow. There they are. And uh, yeah, anyway, that's just over the top. <laughs> so I've talked from the podcast with the best I can tell about 350 people. And, uh, and it, it always comes down to the same thing. As people listen to this podcast, they, they wake up to some things in their life. And that's not us. That's God. This is all God to him is all the preeminence. But we're honored to have Stephanie with us today. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Doug. It's good to be back with you. Yeah, we're thrilled about it. So as you probably figured out now, there's been some mistakes where we've loaded the episodes a day off and uh, we have a, a company that does it for us. And I try to outline exactly where things should be laid out. And, and I, I you know, we're working on all that and we, we want to apologize. We know some things go out there late and we're working on that. We're all over it. And uh, uh, we're going to do a much better job for you. So, you know, we continue on with these words of the day, these characteristics, these things. When you talk about PTSD, when you talk about hurt, when you talk about the junk we're going through, when you talk about what's wrapped around us in life today, two words that come to my mind are sexual assault. And, uh, and, and, and let me just say this, dear friends, and uh, I think this is a pretty significant thing, is uh, sexual assault is more, uh, than an act that's meant for marriage. Sexual assault is so much more than that. It's an offense that provides that it as a crime to knowingly cause another person to engage in some type of sexual behavior. Now, uh, in, in the state of South Carolina, for instance, I pulled down their statue. Uh, that could be rubbing, pushing up against somebody, something like that. If you've been through that, that's sexual assault. Now, sexual assault is unacceptable to God. It always has been. Where uh, The rapes that are in the Old Testament always precipitated uh, civil war. In the New Testament times, in, in Hebrew and in Jerusalem, uh, raping somebody or sexually assaulting somebody, the, the, uh, you know, the penalty for that was death. I mean, uh, God does not take this stuff lightly. I'm remembered in Psalm 82, 3, it says, defend the poor and the fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and needy. Over in Psalm 72, verse 4, he shall judge the poor of the people, he shall save the children of the needy, and he shall break in pieces the oppressor. And I, I live on that verse that God's going to break in pieces the oppressor. So much pain out there when we think of those words, sexual assault, Stephanie. You know, coming to my mind is the things we always say. It's real. We believe you. Uh, you yeah. need help. Report it to the police. It's unacceptable. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. If you've been hurt, you've been hurt. Uh, 
and it's unacceptable. And uh, God is not happy with that. And uh, as we know over in Romans 13, we have a responsibility to the law enforcement to uh, allow them to do what they have to do. So if you're being sexually assaulted right now, if you've been sexually assaulted, dear friends, listen, we love you. And uh, we want you to contact the police. We want you to make sure that nobody else gets sexually assaulted. And we want you to seek help. And uh, uh, drop us a line at Help for Wounded Spirits. We want to help you. But uh, please make sure you contact the police. And you may need medical care. So get that done yeah. as soon as possible. And Stephanie, what are you thinking about this terrible subject? It's it's awful. It's like a nightmare. Um, and... I think there's a, there's a real sense in which, um, it alters you. It does change you. If you've been through something like that, um, it's something that'll come back and haunt you when you're least expecting it. (laughs) Um, but something that I try to always keep at the forefront of my mind. And when I work with others is the fact that no human being It is impossible for a human being to make you any less worthy of God's love or any less of a, of a person and of a woman. And, um, I know there's men that are assaulted as well. Um, but just from a woman's perspective, um, I, the, the last time I, you know, I worked, I worked with multiple, um, situations uh, with girls who have been assaulted and they feel like they have no worth anymore. That is the, that is the underlying, you know, I'm trash anyway, kind of a thing. And no, you're not, you are, um, you are, you're you're of great worth. That's right. You're of great worth. And, um, a lady that I've talked to and poured my heart out to, um, you know, and, and, she, she point blank said to me, how do you, you know, this was, this wasn't that many months ago. And she said, well, how do you view yourself? What comes to mind when you view yourself? And I said, a used piece of trash and, oh, she climbed all over me. Mm. And she just was like, in a, in a loving way and was just like, no, no, that is not true. That is Satan filling your mind with his lies. And to understand for anyone out there who has been through something like this, it doesn't make you worthless. It doesn't mean God doesn't love you. And it doesn't mean that God has no purpose for your life. God still has beautiful purpose for your life. And to understand that no matter what a human has done to you, God is still bigger. And, you know, I think of Joseph and Daniel, two of my favorite Bible heroes, and they were men. They went through horrific things. Daniel went through the incredible traumatization that he was put through by the Babylonians when he was taken into captivity. And you can go to the book of Daniel, and if you study what they did um, to those young men, it was awful. You talk about being sexually assaulted, and yet look how Daniel was used of God in mighty ways. Look how Joseph was used of God in mighty ways. He was sexually assaulted by Pharaoh's wife. And Neither of them took their eyes off of their God. They're, they kept their eyes on the fact that they still belonged to Jehovah. They still belonged to the God of heaven who loved them, who created them for a purpose. And that's what we have to do. When, when after, you know, yes, it's a healing process. Yes, it takes that, that time of getting help. But to understand that you have great worth to God and absolutely nothing in the world 
that nothing that happens to you can change that. That's that's right. And and you're still pure in God's God's eyes. And uh, listen, you know, purity is more than uh, a physical attribute. You know, if you've been held down and hurt, and and God forgive the individual that does that too. And you know that verse we read about the the oppressor being broken into pieces. Trust in that. But listen, folks, if you if this is not on you, but what is on us is when we deal with those things that hurt us and give us PTSD, to include the terribleness of sexual assault, to include injury, illness, bereavement, you know, battle, uh, seeing someone murdered. We could just keep on going all day. We have a hundred categories of people we worked with. What is yeah. important to remember is though those things are not our fault, what we do with the trial that God gave us out of those uh, is very important. It shows exactly what we mean to God. And, yeah. and really, it's a look at our character. You know, it's a look at our character or God's character through us because we can't get through these things. I mean, I have no idea what a lady goes through that has been sexually assaulted. None. Uh, I had a guy try to sexually assault me when I was a young man. He didn't get very far, but it was clear what he was doing. And, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, I, I got an idea of what that's like. Uh, but but I do know this. I know that God knows our every feel, our every whim, everything we went through. And hey, listen, uh, there's still our husband or wife out there for you folks who've been hurt. There's people who understand. Uh, there's still a God that can reach down and touch you, and he will. And, uh, and you can get those through, get those things. I sat in a room with, uh, uh, two fiancés and uh, I was at a church and I was visiting the pastor asked me if I'd sit in the meeting, uh, with this fiance. And, and essentially what happened is the female fiance had been abused by her grandfather when she was seven years old. Oh. And, uh, and, and this man had asked her to marry him. And she didn't know how to tell them. So they asked me if I would tell them in their presence, if I'd be in there with the pastor and them. And I went right to that man. I mean, this isn't something we put out there on the first date to our future wife or husband. Uh, this is something when it looks like it's going real. And we sat down and, uh, and, and she told the man, uh, hey, this happened to me. I didn't even know about it. I had repressed this until a year or so ago. And my grandfather's in jail, but I was assaulted. And the husband got on his knees and held his wife or his future wife crying and said, it's okay. We're going to make this all better. God has given us a wonderful life. And let me tell you, that wonderful life is waiting for you out there. And there's a lot of great people. So hang in there. God loves you. We love you. We'd love to help you with that. And know for sure, know for sure that you have a God. You have a God that not only loves you, he values you. He has great value in you. And uh, don't listen to the world. Uh, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with getting secular counseling or anything like that. That's good. But there's so many people out there that want to give you advice and so many people who want to go down a road with you, a lasciviousness and craziness and value. And they want to mess with your self-value, your self-worth, your self-esteem, anything that's self. Well, you tell them I've replaced everything that has self in it with the word God, because my yeah. God value is real high. My God yeah. esteem, he was willing to die for me to save me. And, and let me tell you, I don't know about you, but I am so glad that Christ died for me. I am so glad that that's all there. Hey, listen, folks, we're going to be right back with you in uh, just a second. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks for coming back. And I, I know this is one of those hard subject areas, Stephanie, but I, I'm glad we covered that. Now, we find ourselves, uh, we're, we're in the book of Proverbs, and we're in 20, and you will know, Stephanie and I don't hide from uh, any subject or dealing with yeah. anything. And we just put you out there. Hey, we, we're working with people who've been through this terrible sin who've been hurt by terrible people, a lot of people. I would say the majority of the people I work with, that ties the military as being the number one trauma, is that stressor that caused the trauma, that caused the triggers, that caused life to be messy. I would say that ties with uh, combat in the military. Uh, I'd say it's right there, the same numbers. We don't go to a camp, and you can ask Stephanie, uh, we're not, uh, at least a third of the people have been through this terrible thing. And boy, have, have we seen God take care of people. And uh, boy, we've we've had, I think we got another camp marriage coming up, people who met at camp. And so we're just so thrilled about that. And so here we are, we're at chapter number 20 in the book of Proverbs. We're at verse number nine. Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I am pure from my sin. So who can say that? That's kind of a hard thing to say. It's, it's part of our human nature, I think, to boast. I think it's part of our human nature to say, look what I've done for myself. Uh, but you know, there's no humility in that. There's no integrity in that. And there's no truth in that. You know, the Bible teaches there's no one living on earth that can give us that type. Some people call it absolution. I call it forgiveness, going to God, God alone. Uh, we can't make our own heart clean. We can't make ourselves pure from sin. Uh, there's one that came as our intercessor that right. can do that. And that's all there is, Stephanie. Yes. Well, and I was just thinking of um, Psalm 51, um, where David cried out to God after a sin with Bathsheba and said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. David came to God, and he didn't, and again, down later in that passage, he says, purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me. And so David's not saying in verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God. So he never once says, I can do this. No. He never says, I can I can give myself a clean heart. And what's scary, Doug, is, and you're going to know what I'm talking about, but there's a guy out um, he's, he's a jerk on steroids, but he, he, he all but says this verse, mm. this is almost his mantra yeah. that, that his heart is clean and he is pure from his sin and anything he has ever done wrong. I mean, he's the innocent, perfect human being and every, and anything that he has done wrong isn't his fault. And there's multiple people like this in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all over the place. But a true, a, a true believer, someone who is truly in tune with God, knows that they can't do this. Yeah, it's all about Jesus Christ in us. It's all about going to Him and saying, "Wash me, cleanse me, create in me, give me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me," because it is impossible for us to to cleanse ourselves, and it is impossible for us to be pure. From yeah. our sin, the only one who can give us purity, who can give us that whiter than snow countenance and whiter than snow heart and soul is Jesus Christ. In Christ alone. And uh, that's yes. where we find it. That's where we're going. And, you know, I think, I, I think 
two, three weeks ago now, we were at church on our Sunday night, and uh, a missionary gave a quick update, or he came to our church looking for support. And he's, he's going to regions in South Africa, not near the big cities. I mean, out in the boondoggles, out in the bush. And uh, uh, he showed a poster. And I want to remind people of this because I think this is, before we move on, we're going to move to the next verse in just a second. But he showed a picture of the guy wrote down the pastor and his wife, the pastors, wrote down on the poster, John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he's going to make you rich and happy. Oh my. And, and folks always test Bible verses when someone says something stupid like that. But here's the poster in the downtown bush where this guy is at. Here's the posters. Here's what he's going through. Uh, you know, people in that area are being fed a false gospel, a social gospel, a working gospel. And man, we need to be aware of that. We need to watch out for that on a daily basis. You know, God doesn't promise prosperity. He says he's never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed. So the righteous person or their seed, you know, the righteous husband, the righteous wife begging bread. Uh, but it never talks about us being righteous or rich or anything like that. But God does make a lot of rich people. But I just want to point out that no, that's why we want to recommend a church to you. We want to send you to a place where they get that right. Now, verse number 10, divers weights and divers measures, both of them are alike, an abomination to the Lord. You know, that's a pretty tough thing. And, And essentially what's saying is God expects, God wants, God requires those of us who know him, those of us who trust him to do our business and trading fairly. God wants our weights to be exact. If we sell something, that weight needs to be exact. It was a little more difficult back in the day. So you would have a standard pound weight or whatever. And, and, and if you made another one, it was a little off. You would add to it or take away from until that weight was perfect. Yet some people would take that one pound weight or whatever the measurement was. They had different names for the measurement back then. And they would grind some off so they could give you less material. They could give you less of what they were saying. So, you know, they, they would use what they called scanty weights back then in measuring, uh, selling, you know, especially with it, it could completely change things. You know, I, we used to go to a, a general market when I was young, back in the 1960s. And I remember this and we would buy candies and stuff. And this market had came, the man was a world war one veteran and him and his wife started a market in a little mill town called Plainfield, Connecticut. When I was a young man, they would take and they would put that one pound or one ounce weight on one side of the scale, and then they would put candy in there. And they always went past the weight before they tilted that thing up and put it in your bag. That's what God expects from us, Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding that though we don't have the same thing that applies with weights um, in terms of, you know, like actual poundage or ounces, we see this all the time in the world mm. where there is a shaving off of a little bit of the truth. This is what in it with words, this is slander yeah. where you shave off truth and at, you know, create substitutionary quote unquote truth yeah, to you make can, yourself better, right. to give yourself the advantage. This, this can happen in multiple realms of life and it's dishonesty. It, if you could sum this up in one word, It's dishonesty. And so dishonesty is an abomination to the Lord. Yeah. And 
understand the seriousness of, you know, words, actions, anything that would fall under the category of adding or detracting from something to give yourself the advantage, to give yourself the upper hand. This is what manipulation is all about. And to understand this, God calls this an abomination. In other words, he despises it. He hates it with a very strong hatred. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the great news. If we're doing this right, you know, we're reading this, we're reading about the bad side, but it's so cool for those of us on the good side. Yeah. It means we're, we're in God's favor. When we're doing things in a just way, a right way, we're not lying, we're not omitting, we're not substitutionary. Well, I've been accused of this, so let me accuse this guy of this three times and say it was all his fault. And, you know, we live in a world like that. We live in a world where yeah. people have these inflated senses of themselves you know a narcissist looks in the mirror and they can never accept another human being because they're not as good as them a narcissist yeah. you know husband or wife is never happy with their spouse or they're always stuck somewhere else they could have the prettiest yeah. uh, uh, handsomest whatever the case may be and they're not happy but when we're doing that just road when we're going down that road saying now we're we're not going to be part of this you know, we're going to do things justly. We're only going to tell the truth. We're not going to be, uh, you know, we're not going to take our neighbor out. We're not going to be a, a false witness. We're not going to hurt people. And, and let me tell you, there's something great about that, brethren, that when we're in that area, when we're in that zone, and, and folks, uh, I got to tell you, if you've got a husband or a wife today that that loves you and is faithful to you and is honest with you and doesn't judge you all the time, you get on your knees and thank God. If you got parents like that and friends like that, you get on your knees and thank God because that's where we need to be. The yeah. wisdom and the weight. This is talking about the weight thing. You can overweight anything. You can, and you can just flat out rip people off. You know, when I sell something on Facebook Marketplace or eBay, or, and most of the time I've sold everything on Facebook Marketplace, I go and look for the value of it. And that's what I put out there to begin with. And usually somebody can get a little bit of money out of me, but uh, I don't want to rip anyone off. I don't want right. to, I want my testimony to be valid. I want it to be, you know, this is a valid testimony of God's righteousness. You know, I would rather, I was talking to a piano tuner yesterday, Stephanie, he's the guy I mentioned him. He's a pastor up in North Carolina. And when Charles Beck, before he mentioned, got married years ago, he spoke at, he went down, I guess, with some of his family and stuff and spoke at a camp and told these young kids uh, you know, you should consider piano tuning in the ministry. And this young man went out and got training in piano tuning. He's a bivocational pastor. He piano tunes. He's got a church up on the side of a mountain. And uh, he was talking about how most of the time when he goes to a church, the pastor says, now don't give me any breaks. You know, our church wants to pay exactly what you get from anyone else. If anything, we want to give you a little more. We want you to leave here and know that we're not ripping you off. And he was, uh, he had someone who called him the other day and said, well, what's my church discount? And uh, the guy was put off a little bit by that. And sometimes we forget, but you know, people like us, brethren, just, just hang in there. Listen, we love you. This has been a great opportunity to look at the bad and know that we're doing the good. Stay on that just side. Do what's right. And you know what, folks? We're that smile that only God can give. We can't wait to get back together with you again. Thrilled again to have Stephanie with us. And we'll talk to you real soon.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.